0: Welcome to Body Matters Podcast, where we bring to you raw and inspiring content on all things to do with body positivity and eating disorder recovery. Welcome back to season 2 of the Understanding Body Matters podcast. On this episode, we have a really special guest on all things to do with binge eating and overeating and what that difference may be. I feel like this is a topic that isn't really spoken about and can get confusing. So, we've brought Kelly in who specializes in this area and we really dive in deep on the difference between the two and the treatment that is available. So, we really hope you enjoy and welcome back to season 2 of Understanding Body Matters. We had a little quick little break, but We really hope you enjoy this episode, and if you do, please leave a review. Hi, Kelly. Welcome to the Understanding Body Matters podcast. We are really, really excited to have you on an episode, as I have mentioned to you previously before, that we have always wanted to bring someone on to talk about the complete guide to binge eating and overeating, really, and no one better than you who specializes in that area. So we're really excited to have you on this episode.
1: Oh, thank you so much for having me. I really appreciate it, and um, I really love what Body Matters... Uh, Stands for and um, and I think it's about time we break the stigma on binge eating because it's been so quiet over the last few years that it's only now that it's getting some attention. So thank you so much for having me for making this, um, you know, bringing it a topic and making it loud.
0: Mm, Definitely, I think it is becoming more common that people are not only experiencing it, but I think hearing a bit more about it than I think ever before. So it's really good that we are bringing more attention to this area as well. Yeah
1: all right so to yeah. dive
0: on in why don't you introduce yourself for those who may not know you
1: okay so my name's is Kelly uh but you can call me Kylie Kelly Kelly my name <laughs> tends to be a bit hard to pronounce uh I've got a bachelor's of health science degree and I specialize in binge eating disorder and behavioral change around the food um so Basically, for a whole decade, I struggled heaps with binge eating, body dysmorphia. I was also a binge drinker um, and I had an opiate addiction and actually overdosed from that as well. So that was uh, quite, a, quite a bit to go through. But um, I'm really grateful to have gone through that because it allowed me to uh, find my passion and what I really love doing and being able to help people because and now I've got a lot of empathy and compassion for people who experience that. So when I first started out in the industry, uh, I was serving clients with weight loss because that's what everyone wanted. But then I was struggling with this, and I'm like, whoa! Like you know, my clients are sitting here explaining to me their symptoms, and I'm like, you know, I, this is what I'm experiencing as well. And I felt like a fraud because I'm like, how am I able to help other people but I'm not able to help myself? So. That was a big wake-up call, and I realized also that's, well, that's when I needed to get um, help with it because I wanted to be able to help people a lot more. But also, I stopped focusing on weight loss as well once I helped myself with binge eating disorder because I realized weight loss was the problem, mm. the weight loss interventions, you know, the restrictive meal plans and calorie counting and things like that, that was the core. So people want to lose weight, but I'm like, that's not what the problem is. And uh, so I started to see the cracks inside the the industry. And, um, you know, that was the wrong uh, solution to the problem that people were experiencing. So um, that's why now I focus on behavioral change around food and you know a a different type of nutrition protocol to help people so that's where it all uh stems from and um yeah I absolutely love doing what I do so it's it's really great to be able to help people on this journey because it can be scary can be embarrassing Mm -hmm. um but I, I want people to know that if they are going through that there's nothing to feel ashamed or embarrassed about and um you know it's completely normal and natural it's just you know it's finding the right strategy and having the right support system and a framework that's able to help them. So um, in a nutshell, yeah, that's basically
0: me. Definitely. I think it's, thank you for even sharing that. I think it's really important for others to hear that other individuals go through these kind of things as well, but not only that aspect of it, but I feel like your clients as well, will be able to relate to you a lot more because you have gone through, I mean, something as personal as this yourself. So I always say even when therapists have a lived experience or like yourself or anyone, I feel like it's like almost an add-on bonus when you can speak to someone who, you know, is able to relate to you on that level. Um, But it is amazing that you're able to share that as well. Yeah, absolutely. Perfect. So we do ask each of our guests to get to know them a little bit more, Um, a challenge that they have faced recently and how they may have overcome it. Is there a challenge that you are able to share with everyone?
1: Yeah, so my most recent challenge, um, I actually had a stalker on my hands and it actually got pretty oh. bad. Like I actually had to get the police involved. Um, oh, wow. Yeah, yeah. So it starts off like innocent and then months later, you just it's just like it becomes really creepy. And yeah. um, it was honestly really scary. It was really creepy. and um, And I actually had to get the police involved to, you know, basically um uh, put a restraining order um because it was just getting too too much and uh that that really took a toll on me because um you know when you're first sharing it to people to sort of bring it awareness and to see what i i should do because i don't want to deal with the cops i'd rather just deal with it as best as i can yeah you know and i um, you know not take it to that level, but I, I had to, but, um, cause when I first started bringing it up, everyone's like, Oh, you know, he's a guy, you're a girl, like it's normal. And I'm like, well, mm. you know, that it's, that's not normal when you start to feel creepy in the actions that he's doing, you know? And, um, Definitely. and yeah. And, and this is a problem with, with things like this, like no one believes you and it's not until something serious yeah. has to happen where, you know, and all the signs were there. So, um, Uh, I got pretty choked up when I had to talk to the police because I'm like, oh, my God, I've never done this before. And it was just really overwhelming. And um, uh, I actually had to do therapy for it because it really just impacted me on a mental and emotional level. Um, So I did therapy and um, I was working on specific uh, meditations just to, like, work through the fear that I had because I don't know whether he was um, also... Um, where i couldn't see him where he was following me and all that kind of stuff so it there was a lot of mental things that i had to and still trying to deal with now so um so yeah that that was one one recent uh challenge that i had to overcome and yeah therapy has done really good and doing uh specific meditations just to learn to work through that fear so when it does arise you know i'm not trying to avoid it it's just trying to work through it and all that so I know that's a bit of a heavy one but um no, but, man, that, that, that was um that was a pretty yeah that was a that was the most recent challenge
0: yeah definitely no it's horrible for anyone to go through I couldn't even imagine having to go through that yourself to the point that you've had to go to the police or someone higher up to sort it out so I hope that everything is fine and remains fine for you now yeah. that is horrible to go through I mean it's also it takes you to a place where you like feeling unsafe anywhere let alone your home or just by yourself is the worst feeling ever so oh, yeah absolutely yeah I hope everything stays fine and like it just works itself out with the police and hopefully you don't have to ever go through anything like this again because it's not wouldn't expect even a worse enemy to ever go through something like that so oh
1: yeah thank you so much and yeah I totally agree with you I, I don't think anyone should be going through that
0: no yeah oh, well thank you for sharing something so personal and deep um, I'm sure someone out there is going to be able to relate to that as well. Unfortunately, it is yeah. stuff that does happen um, more than you'd like it to as well, which is quite sad, but yeah. Okay. Well, perfect. I think we'll just dive into the episode. Um, we'll keep it to the basics, I think. And we'll just like, how does someone know whether they have binge eating? Because I feel like there is that fine line where they're unsure if they're just eating a bit too much or if it is classified as binge eating. Like, what is that? that fine line or trying to understand if you have binge eating
1: yeah yeah, no, that's a great question because um i think a lot of people uh ask that themselves they're like oh i don't know if i've got it or not um but basically in a nutshell when you'll know when someone's got binge or struggling with binge eating because they tend to eat large amounts of food um, and they're not able to stop and it doesn't matter whether they're hungry or not Um, they just will eat a large amount of food in a short period of time and they're just not able to stop Um, they tend to do it on a regular and consistent basis so you know whether it's once a week or multiple times a week and then that leads into months Um, food is always on their mind like that's all that they think about all the calories um, counting the calories what they just ate what they can't eat you know what's good what's bad so it's you know, and then it reflects on their weight. So it it really impacts them on that mental, emotional and physical level. Um, And also because they have that impact on their weight, um, then they start restricting and doing dieting methods. And so they get stuck in that restricted binge eating uh, cycle. Mm. um some people can take it a bit further uh to compensate so they might take laxatives or do excess amount of exercise to compensate for last night's binge episode um and and they'll do that multiple times a week and that they often get hit with you know shame anxiety and guilt after and it's Mm -hmm. a bit of a weird one because like they anticipate the binge You're like, oh, I can't, you know, they'll, they'll prepare for it. They'll be like, okay, Friday night, this is what I'm going to buy at Woolies. This is what I'm going to do. And they have this anticipation and it feels good for about five minutes, but then it quickly turns into, you know, shame and guilt and anxiety and, and self-sabotaging behaviours. And that's why they feel stuck because, you know, they're trying to move forward with dieting and restricting methods, but then that's what then triggers them to binge. And then they get triggered by, um, their weights, body dysmorphia and then it's just hard to break through that cycle so um yeah basically that's how you would know um if, if you basically said yes to most of those um what i've just um suggested then yeah that, that's when you know someone's definitely got binge um, is struggling with binge eating
0: yeah definitely i think um i know this probably re- like we probably speak de- about this down on the track but um I have heard like a lot of the time when someone is restricting their food intake, that binge episode is more likely to occur. Like, I, f- I feel yeah. like that's something that you hear a lot. Um, yeah. And I feel like it's definitely something for people to, I guess, learn more about so that they know that there, there are reasons why a binge episode might be happening and whatnot, but yeah, Definitely
1: yeah the the restriction is by far the biggest cause and um you know especially when they're trying to seek weight loss interventions they teach you caloric restriction and a lot of the macro calculators like the macro calculators that they use on the internet like my fitness pal they are notorious for underestimating how much one should be eating to lose weight mm. and they uh overestimate how much ex, you know calories are burned in exercise so there's this massive distortion and they don't actually realize how much that they are undereating. Yeah. and you know when they're undereating so much during the day um that's why the evening sorry the afternoon to the evening is much worse with their binge eating episode because they've just been restricting all day so yeah it, it plays such a huge role
0: mm, definitely I guess uh, one of the main questions I wanted to speak about, just because I feel like it's a question many people probably don't even know the answer to, but it's yeah. kind of what the difference between, I guess, binge eating and overeating is like, what is yeah. that difference? Yeah.
1: So th- there's actually quite a big difference between the two. Some kind of intertwine them together, but I honestly don't, um, th- there's, there's a significant difference between the two. Yeah. So we all, all of us overeat. Okay. We don't do it all the time, but most of us tend to overeat, you know, like you just think of holidays, like, you know, Christmas, um, you know, there's certain foods, um, for Christmas or Easter, um, that we don't normally eat on a day-to-day basis. So on Christmas, we tend to overeat, you know, with your friends, your family, there's lots of food. Um, but when, you know, so when you're overeating during those times, it's a bit different cause you're all connecting, you're enjoying the environment. And afterwards, you know, you might crack a joke about it, Be like, Oh my God, I'm so full. Like, you know, I feel like I'm five months pregnant or, you know, they'll crack a joke yeah. about it. Um, but then they feel normal afterwards and they're right back into their routine. Whereas binge eating, um, they'll have an episode once a week that then leads to two times or three times, or even five times a week. And um, they do that week in, week out, months on end, um, mm. and they're not able to stop. So that's one big difference um, with overeating. So, overeating is just a one off time, binge eating is doing it quite regular and on a consistent basis. Um, the next significant difference is that when you're overeating on the odd um, occasion, um They don't feel out of control around food, and they are able to stop once they feel uncomfortable or once they know that they're full. Whereas with binge, um, with binge eating, they tend to feel out of control, and they're not able to stop. It's like this um, force takes over, where it's like an out of body experience, where they just aren't able to stop, and they just continue um, binge eating even when they're not hungry and until they feel sick, like sometimes people will puke because they've just eaten to that extent. Mm-hmm. Um, with overeating, it doesn't impact someone on a mental or physical or emotional level it's not debilitating because you just do it once you forget about it you move on to your normal life whereas with binge eating it's very debilitating it impacts someone on a mental emotional and physical level um they have you know especially someone who struggles with anxiety and depression and things like that so it it's quite it, it worsens those symptoms so it's very very debilitating and they tend to um uh it's a weird thing because the stress anxiety can trigger binge eating, but then when you're binge eating, it then triggers anxiety and stress. So it's yeah, yeah it's a very, very debilitating. Um you know, with overeating, people will eat in front of people, you know, they'll eat at dinners or barbecues, but it's always around people. Whereas with um, someone who binge eating, They usually hide in secret and they tend to binge alone because they feel super embarrassed um, about it. So, um, with people who overeat, they don't do restriction, they don't do excessive um, exercise to compensate for uh, the overeating episode that they've done. But with binge eaters, that's what they do because they want to compensate because it starts to creep up on their weight and then they feel really bad. And so then they're like, okay, I better um compensate by exercising or taking laxatives or whatever it is that they do or do a restriction uh nutrition restriction uh to compensate for that. Yeah. Um with uh overeating as well they they um it's just a normal experience where they again they do it in front of people but it's, it's always around people or at events, you know, if you're at a function, but a buffet, they, you know, they tend to eat. But with binge eaters, um, they can also uh, steal food. Like they'll put, like they'll, they'll, they might have an awareness and like, oh, I'm binge eating, and then they'll chuck it in the bin. But then maybe about half an hour later, that urge and that impulse to binge is so strong that they will literally go to the garbage, mm-hmm. uh, scrape out the, their food, and then continue binge eating um, and that's how bad it can get so uh, I know there's a that's a lot of difference but um, the, the, there's very significant difference between the two so yeah Definitely.
0: yeah it's it's amazing to even not amazing but I mean wild to hear that it can get to that extent for many people um, and yeah that thought behind it as well but would you say those struggling especially with mental health illnesses that I mean, I feel like many people refer to binge eating to mask the emotions they are feeling. Do you often get many clients that that is an occurrence that they deal with every day?
1: Oh, yeah, of course. Yeah, it, it, it's a big one. So if someone's struggling with um, you know, their emotions or anxiety or stress, they're always in a fight flight mode and you're actually not meant to be in that fight flight mode all the time. And so it's, food is a quick way to resolve you know, the symptoms. Obviously, it doesn't last for very long, um, but food gives you a, a pretty quick fix um, to feel good um, but then it just makes it worse with their anxiety and their depression. And it's only because, and this is because it doesn't really get taught, but no one really teaches us how to regulate our emotions. Mm-hmm. No one provides us tools on how we can process our emotions unless you actively go to a psychologist. But, you know, a lot of people even fear going to a psychologist because they, they feel um, like they're embarrassed to even admit that that's what the help that they need because mm-hmm. um, it's not normalised. Um and especially when you come from like an ethnic background, because I come from an ethnic background and it's like um an embarrassment to feel anxiety or show that you're you're going through some struggles. So it 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 plays a huge, there's a huge um role between feeling stressed, anxious, overwhelmed, and uh experiencing food binges, just to trying to trying to cope. So yeah, it's it's a big one. Mm,
0: Definitely. I feel like this is a topic that does need to be brought up. I mean, even in schools and universities and stuff, because I feel like I've never really learned the extent of it, what it meant, or like like everything regarding binge eating or overeating. Like I feel like it is something that should be addressed in schools, whether that's talk or webinars or whatnot. But I feel like yeah. many people do need to be much more informed about it than they are now. So that therapy isn't isn't a bad thing. To be honest, I think therapy is for everyone. I think anyone yeah. and everyone will benefit from therapy even if it's you don't have to have a significant mental health illness or some slight problem that you like, think it's it'll make the biggest difference in anyone's life whether it is a big issue you are dealing with or something so minor so I feel like it is something that needs to be normalized um yeah, yeah definitely
1: absolutely I, I think it needs to be normalized as well and I think that will improve a lot of people's quality of lives and just mm you know, being able to learn how to communicate and connect with our feelings, learning how to regulate our emotions. So then you're not only using food and it's not just food, it's, you know, drugs and things like that. Absolutely. Um, so learning how to connect with those two things, I think it's, it's a skill that we all have to learn. Um, and it, it's quite an important one. So yeah, I, I, I agree with you.
0: Mm. I know we touched on this earlier, but I guess what I wanted to speak about next was kind of that relationship between binge eating and weight loss. So is this a topic that you're able to dive into a bit more?
1: Absolutely. Yeah. Let's go. (laughs) Um,
0: So what would you say that relationship kind of looks like when someone is binge eating, but they're wanting to lose weight and they may see someone that specializes in binge? like, I know you said, you would have seen many clients when you just started out that wanted to really focus on that weight loss aspect of Mm -hmm. everything, Um, I guess what would what that what does that relationship between binge eating and weight loss kind of look like it's
1: it's honestly I think it's a toxic relationship and it's actually quite an unhealthy relationship because um, if someone is really struggling with binge eating weight loss is not their priority their priority is first trying to um get under control with binge eating and then once they have a healthy relationship with themselves with their body with their mind then they can focus on weight loss but Mm -hmm. you know with the weight loss industry they're getting taught to restrict their calories um to Undereat, and especially when they're using, as I mentioned before, those apps like you know my Fitness pal and things like that, they they notoriously underestimate how much that person should be eating. So, you know, and also because you know if you're experiencing a binge episode and you're like consuming like four to five thousand calories in one sitting, and then you're joining up a weight loss program that's putting you onto like fifteen hundred calories, that's a significant difference. You know, you're in the 1500 calories you're going to be starving all the time um, yeah. because you're not eating as much food as what's appropriate for your body um so you, again it, it traps them into that cycle and that's why you know they're they're restrictive during the day but you know lose control at night time um but also the 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 nutrition protocols for weight loss programs. It's like okay, these foods are good, these foods are bad. Um, there's a misunderstanding around, especially carbohydrates, yeah. um, and and all the all the macro food groups. But it's it's teaching you like no, don't eat this, and no, don't eat that because this one's good and this one's bad. It's there's a lot of morality when it comes to food, you know. And and again, that's what sets people up for failure because. It's, it's creating a very unhealthy relationship with themselves, with their body and having this um, perfection-fueled eating where, you know, they'll eat a salad during the day but if they eat a chocolate bar that's not on their meal plan, uh, they feel like they stuffed up and they're like, oh, yeah. you know what? Screw it. They have a screw-up moment, uh, moment. And it's just, it's not a healthy way to be um. it's not healthy it's 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 just reinforcing those negative eating and self-sabotaging eating habits so if for those who are struggling for binge eating I totally understand why weight um is what you want to deal with first but I think it's important to get curious as to why you want to lose weight so much like become curious and connect with that but also trust that that's actually not the, the priority right now that's a you know that's in the later stage of recovery so first work on yourself work on the relationship with yourself with food with your body with your mind and then once you're in that good place then you can focus on weight loss um and that and, and that scares people because they really really want to lose weight but I'm like but that's 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 um that's what I would recommend doing because you're just going to keep getting trapped inside that cycle so it, okay. it it works against your brain it works against your nervous system you know especially when you're in a fight flight mode um it's going to con- your nervous system is going to conserve as much weight it's going to sorry it's going to conserve as much energy and hold on to as much weight as possible so even when people are on a low calorie meal plan from a weight loss program they're not going to be able to lose weight because their nervous system is saying hey you're in this fight flight mode. I don't know what's going on. You're restricting. Um you're going through all these types of different types of stress between, you know, how you feel inside your body, how you feel about food. And it's just so much going on. So mm. it's that it's just doing a different approach. Um that, yeah, basically doing a different approach that's actually going to support them, not encourage and reinforce those eating habits. So I know I babbled on there a little bit, but No, um, no, I think it's really I good and important for think- people to hear. I think it's important
0: to hear that. Yeah. But in a nutshell, yeah. Mm. I think it's, sorry, I think it's important that they focus on the core of the issues of their binge eating before focusing on weight loss. Like any um, disordered eating, you have to focus really on the core of why you are feeling this way, why your response to certain situations are the way they are before dealing with, I guess the exterior if that makes any sense but yeah
1: absolutely yeah you nailed it that's right (laughs) definitely
0: (laughs) um so I guess if someone was experiencing binge eating what treatment is available what treatment approach would be available for binge eating like where would they I guess begin that journey of recovering
1: yeah so there's a few options Um, some people start off with Um, seeing a therapist, like a psychologist. Um, Some do psychotherapy, um, like cognitive behavioural therapy. Um, Some do medications. um, And some actually combine psychologists with uh, nutritionists. And there's also specific um, clinics that specialise in binge eating disorder. They've got like support groups as well. And that tends to help people too. Um, but it's it's kind of different from from everyone and I think it's finding the right therapy or the right support system or network to help someone Mm. Um, like but those are the options that are there Um, for me personally I combine both nutrition and behavioral um, strategies because a lot of people will say oh it's got nothing to do with the food it's 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 not about the food but In my opinion, when I've reviewed so many, like, you know, food journals, I think it's got everything to do with food. You know, if you're someone that's not eating enough, that's not eating adequately, like balanced meals with fats, carbs, and proteins, or not having a certain structure with your eating, it's going to trigger a massive binge. And that's, that's, you know, that's about 50 to 75% of the time that needs tweaking. Mm. Um, which i think it's, it's important because once you apply that like being able to eat enough being able to eat um, adequately and and having a regular structure with your eating it, it will help with the cravings the impulsive um, the impulsive or the compulsions that come with it but the second side of it is actually dealing with the mental side of it so this is where you support your nervous system so shifting from a fight flight mode into a rest and digest mode And, you know, it's also finding ways to become aware. It's basically practicing mindfulness. So becoming aware of, okay, this is how I feel. This is the stimulus that's triggered me to... Uh, that triggered me to have a, a an impulse or a craving or an urge, and becoming aware of the root cause behind it all. So then you can actually deal with it properly. Like as I said before, it's learning how to regulate your emotions, not using food as a uh, a coping mechanism, and it's also taking the morality out of food and debunking a lot of the myths around there and Definitely. um and connecting with the hunger the satiety cues because a lot of the times they don't know the difference between hunger and like genuine physical hunger as opposed to emotional hunger because they've just been doing it for such a long time so yeah. it's just connecting with their body and with their mind and actually really feeling it so it's not about avoiding triggers or avoiding food groups or anything like that, because that's just reinforcing why they binge eating in the first place. But it's learning to work with their urges, um, learning to work with nutrition, learning to work with mindfulness. That's going to help a lot. And I often refer my clients to a psychologist as well, because I think it's important because a lot of the and not many people talk about this but like almost all my clients have opened up to me have gone through some sort of um, abuse um, from you know sexual assault social abuse physical abuse and so I think there's a lot of um, there's a lot of things that don't get unknown because they're so scared to sort of um, be real about it because of judgment and, and getting help so I often refer a psychologist combined with nutritional therapy to help them through that process. So you're getting a whole Mm. um, overview. So Mm -hmm. generally with the psychologist and nutritionist say, you know, within at least three months, they start to see amazing progress. Um, Some do need medication, but it's up to, it's, it's up to the doctor and then the individual what they what what's the appropriate um treatment for them. So it it might look a bit different for all others. That obviously it needs to be personalized, but um in a nutshell, that's what the treatment approach would look like to overcome binge eating.
0: Mm, definitely. I definitely agree with the multidisciplinary um team, the treatment team. Um yeah. not only psychologists, but I feel like a dietitian, especially with someone who I guess has been reading all these meal plans, meal journals, where it has like misunderstood information about their, I guess, nutritional values and food groups and whatnot. So they'll be able to learn the proper information that they need, whether that's understanding why carbs are good for you, why you do need carbs, why bread isn't bad for you, like most other platforms do tell you. I think yeah. it's important to have both of them, not only speaking about how you're feeling, but also understanding your food a bit better. Like it's, I yeah. feel like people will see it as seeing a dietitian is a weight loss strategy. It's focusing yeah. on weight loss, but it's definitely, I feel like very informative to make you understand why you should be eating groups that, I mean, society classifies as bad groups, like you were saying. So I definitely yeah. agree with a multidisciplinary team approach. Definitely think it, it is probably the best approach to recovery i mean it's definitely as you said dependent on each individual it's completely different from each case by case but i absolutely agree
1: yeah no it's the multidisciplinary approach um is going to be the best outcome for that for that client and and i just want to touch on just a quick point um because yeah as you said a lot of people think that going to a dietitian or a nutritionist um it's all about weight loss and they're going to tell you about just you know the calories and things on like it's we do so much more than that. So um, that, that's a great point that you mentioned. Mm,
0: it's way more value than I think people really understand it for. Yeah, absolutely. absolutely. Well, perfect. I guess the last question I had was where can people find you if they are interested in speaking with you, want to learn a bit more about you and whatnot?
1: Yep. So I'm active on Instagram and Facebook. So if you type in Instagram, it's kk.nutrition. Um, if you type it in on Facebook search, then it's just KK Nutrition. Um, I do do a bit of blogging, so on my website it, it will be www.kknutrition.com.au, and um, I, I'm always open. So if anyone feels they have any questions, or you know whatever it might be, I'm always open to having a chat, and you know feel free to message me whatever whatever it is that you need. I'm always happy to help.
0: Absolutely. And I will leave all of these links to Instagram, all the socials website and whatnot in the show notes. So everyone can directly go find you if they do want to, but thank you so much for joining us this morning. Um, I've learned so much myself. I know I say this every episode, but I love having (laughs) people like you on this podcast just so that, I mean, for someone who specializes in this area, they get to understand on a more deeper level, not only whether they might be experiencing it, but what the difference is compared to what they might have heard from society and whatnot. But it's been amazing speaking with you this morning. So thank you so much for joining.
1: Thank you so much for having me. I really appreciate it.
0: So that's our first episode of season two with Kelly and what a way to start season two. We really hope that you were able to gain some knowledge and information on this topic and understand that it is an area that many people are quite confused about. They don't have enough information about and a bit worried about seeking help if they are experiencing symptoms of binge eating. But we really hope that you enjoyed this episode. And if you have any ideas, topics or guests that you would love on for season two, please email podcast at bodymatters.com.au and we'll do our best to see if we can get them on board. We would love to incorporate any topics that you would love on this episode or podcast. So we hope that we can hear from you and we hope that you enjoy season two. We'll see you in two weeks time.